It's time for Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now let's have some fun. Here is your host, Johnny Johnny Radio. Johnny Radio. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome into a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. I got Brian Dacus in the house, and it is a beautiful Monday. It is MLK Day. Happy Martin Luther King Day. And it's wall-to-wall basketball all day long, all day strong. But what matters to me, baby, is we got not one, but we got two, two NFL playoff games today. Buffalo Bills at home in the... uh, frozen field if you've been checking that game out you know um if you watch the kansas city game you know they had um, a heating system under the field so it kept the field um playable and you know not it wasn't just basically frozen absolutely frozen the buffalo bills who were building a new stadium did not put that in this old one they didn't have that system installed because they're moving and guess what it's going to be frozen it's been freezing for a long time in buffalo that field is going to be an ice bowl, and it's going to be at 3.30. Yes, you heard me right. 3.30, we're getting down on a little Buffalo Bills, Pittsburgh Steelers, two teams that put it on late. Buffalo, man, looked like they weren't going to make the playoffs, especially with the schedule they had coming down the pipe. Buffalo went out there and took care of business. The Steelers, Kenny Pickett was terrible, terrible all year long. Mitch Trubisky was worse. And then they turned to Mason Rudolph, and all of a sudden, George Pickens and Deontay Johnson are catching passes. Najee Harris is running. And even without T.J. Watt, the Steelers have been playing pretty good football. We're going to break down the games. And, yes, that's right, games. First one, Steelers-Bills. Then tonight, you got the Eagles, who the wheels have absolutely fallen off of the Eagles, it has been just as ugly as ugly can be. They have turned from a 10-1 team to the worst team almost in football. Like embarrassingly bad. So bad that their point differential in the final six games was fourth worst in the NFL. The other three teams that were worse than the Eagles, all three of those teams had their coaches fired. It was Washington, the Chargers, and the Carolina Panthers. That's right. That's what I'm telling you. The Eagles in the last six weeks have played like the Washington Commanders, the L.A. Chargers, and the Carolina Panthers. And they got a playoff game, and Baker Mayfield is about to get buck. Problem is, he's got an ankle injury and a rib issue. Oh, my goodness. We're going to break down the games all day long. And, you know, don't forget, you know how weird it is? Like, think about the difference that, like, a week can make. Brian Dacus, I want you to think about this real quick. All you people out there, I wanted you to try and think about this. It's not really hard. But, man, just in one week. Last week, we were all thinking about, man, can Kalen DeBoer go out there and coach the Washington Huskies to an upset over Michigan and get him a natty? It did not happen. But a week later... Now we're thinking, can Caleb DeBoer follow Nick Saban and continue the success that Bama has known? 
is he going to get him a natty at Alabama? What a difference a week makes. A week ago, I think it was nice outside. And now there's like a damn foot of snow. There's a lot of snow out there, by the way. And by the way, you know, uh, big shout out and thanks to all the peeps that, you know, came into work. Because, you know, like, you know, like the liquor stores I noticed were open today. I appreciate that. Get your Tito's on. You don't want to be snowed in with no booze. You know what I'm saying? Tito's. You got you got all kinds of ball. See, I noted the new the liquor store was open. I know the the gas station, the liquor store, Sports Fifty Six, WHBQ over here at Flint Broadcasting. We're open and rolling. Those are like the important things, correct? Yeah, and in, in one car dealership, I think. There's a car dealership open. Yeah, my dad's car dealership's open. Get out of town. Nah, it's Come crazy. on, tell me which one he works at. Uh, AutoNation, Honda 385. AutoNation, Honda 385. They take their job so damn serious that they're out there when nobody's going to come out that there. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> they're literally working and nobody's going to be buying a car today. It's crazy. You know what, man? I don't know if you know. Uh, I think, uh, you know, instead of sitting here snowed in, drinking hot cocoa with. Let's little, go buy a car. Let's go buy a car. Let's go buy a car. That would be wild. That would be wild. Um,. That makes me laugh. Now, we are going to um, – I'm going to reach out and touch Jake Crane. Okay. Um, he did his show today. They did it remote. They didn't go in. Wow. How about so that? So i got to find out how bad Nashville is. But again, what the, what a difference a week makes. Now we got to figure out what's going on with, with uh, Kalen Dorr. And by the way, what a difference a week makes with this Tiger basketball team. Um, did you Do you remember how we were thinking last week? We were a little bit worried, man. They were they were they were letting teams that didn't have any business being in the game being in the game late, man. And then all of a sudden, they went out there and dominated. We're going to talk Tiger basketball at eleven thirty with Terry Davis. We're also going to talk everything you can imagine and more with our good buddy, um, you know, Jake Crane. We're going to break in and talk a little NFL, a little college football. But again, Terry Davis. We're going to talk. Tiger basketball, Tiger basketball, man, definitely, uh, I think they're close to a top 10 team. Um, They've been tearing it up. They went in there and beat the Shockers' brains out, hit 19 threes. Tigers are rolling. 11.30, we're talking about Terry Davis. And we also have um, more injuries with the Grizzlies. I really don't want to talk about them, but I guess, you know, if somehow you were under a rock or just paying attention to football, you might not know that uh, every time we talk about the Grizzlies, it just seems like another person gets injured. But it's time to talk to the best in the business. That's Jake Crane of Crane & Company. Him and David Cohn, Blaine and Jake, they tear up their business at Crane & Company. You can watch it. They were this morning doing their show from their homes because the weather is pretty bad. Here in Memphis, man, we got lots of snow, Jake. What's it like in Nash Vegas? Man, it's still coming down out here. I just, I'm just waiting to see, like, Dennis Quaid walking around in snowshoes trying to find Jake Gyllenhaal out there. <laughs> Dude, everything is crazy, man. I didn't believe that. You know, like, um, I've been told so many times living in Memphis. I mean, I remember getting out of school like 10 different separate occasions because of the threat of snow, and it would never snow. Yeah. And we'd be out. like, And then all of a sudden, I'm not believing. And then yesterday, I was like, damn, man, hell has frozen over here in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, well, I, that was that was the best part about growing up in the state of Alabama. I mean, if it iced, if somebody dropped a couple ice cubes on the road, we were out of school for two days. I know. I mean, those, those days were great when you were a kid. Now, Jake, yeah. got to ask you, like, I mean, how different, like, one week. It's crazy how in one week 
uh, things can change just so dramatically. Just a week ago, we were wondering, can Kalen DeBoer win national championship and upset Michigan? Now we're wondering, can he continue the program for at Alabama? First and foremost, y'all do college football better than anybody. Before we break down some football and everything, I need to know, what do you think about the DeBoer hire? Well, look, I mean, anytime you have, you know, Greg Byrne and Nick Saban and and the guys in charge of that search that you have and and you have the cachet that Alabama has, the odds of you making a bad hire are very low. Uh, I I think Kalen DeBoer is the guy that's won everywhere he's went. He understands, you know, who he is as a coach. He knows how to hire guys around him, at least up to this point. But until you have coached in the SEC, I just, I have to see it first. Not that I don't think you can do it. You know, I I think Kalen DeBoer is going to be just fine, especially with the staff that I see him putting around himself right now. But until you go through it, and I said the same thing, like Stark obviously coached in the SEC. Not that you have to be from a place or have coached in a certain place to have success. It helps. Stark kind of understands it a little bit more at Texas. Venables at Oklahoma, we're going to see, because the common misconception for these guys either coming into the SEC uh, that are coaches or teams that are coming into the SEC is that it's a one-off, right? That, man, if we can just beat Alabama, or, man, if we can just beat LSU, that's not the trick. That's not the hard part. The hard part is going through the absolute fistfight grind that is the SEC uh, regular season. I mean, outside of Vanderbilt, there's not a day off outside of Vanderbilt. You're going to go play in a hostile environment against got teams that have NFL players on their roster and just surviving the, the at Kentucky. That look at what Ole Miss is doing next year. Tennessee with Nico. Uh, you see with Auburn and Hugh Freeze. I mean, even when they don't have the best roster, they're competing with Alabama and Georgia. It's just that absolute gauntlet that you have to go through. So we won't know until we know. But you hired a guy that's done a whole heck of a lot of winning, and anybody that compares Kalen DeBoer to Brian Harson because of where they were from or what they've done in their careers, I really caution you really to rethink that because it's so off-kilter and off-base. Uh, I think they did a good job, but we won't know until we know. I mean, his winning percentage, I mean, is absolutely insane. It's like, what, 840 or 850 or something? Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It, it is absolutely wild. And, again, I think he's from South Dakota. I don't care where you're from. If you can coach football, you can coach football. If you're a leader of men, you're a leader of men. I like the hire. The one question I have, though, uh, he's bringing his offensive coordinator, Ryan Grubb, with him. How does Ryan Grubb and Kalen DeBoer, the way they want to coach offense, match Jalen Milrow? Well, look, it, it, the question becomes, and it, uh, this always happens, you know, as you're moving up the, up the ladder, and I think this is one of Saban's best attributes, is how malleable can you be even when you're at the top? Uh, in my opinion, it, you need to adjust to the personnel you have. Even though we have the transfer portal now, and it's a totally different age of, of college football, uh, and, and you can flip a team really quick, is you need to tailor what you do to fit your personnel, kind of like what Alabama did from the LSU game on this season outside of the first half of against Michigan, which is what shocked me the most. So there is some quarterback run element in what they do. We've seen power read. We saw Michael Penix a couple times in the red zone. They, they had a Q counter. Uh, but will you embrace the RPO? Like, will you will you be able to, to use your offense as a chameleon to fit what your players do best while you get the guys that fit what you want to do down the road uh, until those guys are in and ready, can you be somewhat malleable? That's going to tell the story of Alabama next year. Because I tell you what, I would not that Will Rogers is for sure going to Bama, but I would much rather have a Jalen Milrow operating at a high level 
than Will Rogers operating at a high level. Shoot, man. I mean, you got to think about the athlete that Jalen Milrow. I mean, he's the best athlete on the field every time he takes the. I mean, he's weapon X. He is. It, 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 and plus, people don't give him enough credit. You can look at the stats. He was almost at 50. He almost completed 50% of his passes of passes over 20 yards. That's unbelievable. Now, does he have, you know, a little issue sometimes going past his first read? Yes. Does he pull it down and run? Yes. But that's his weapon, his leg or his weapons. But he does throw a pretty damn, you know, beautiful deep ball. If he could get yeah. the intermediate, intermediate routes down, dude could be just a freak. Well, that, that's that's the problem in this Washington offense, the way they've run it for the last couple of years. That intermediate and short game is a huge part of it. Yeah, you got the deep ball from the pocket, but you know they're still a pass-to-run team. I mean, you're 65% drop back. Now, was that more of a product of having Michael Penix and you kind of, kind of molding what you do to him? Uh, or is that just a product of everything you want to do when you're operating at the highest level offensively with Ryan Grubb? Who I tell you right now, I would not be shocked if he's the next coach at Arizona. I'm going to go ahead and throw that one out there. Oh my Even gosh, we're playing going. musical chairs. So Jed Fish yeah, now well, takes you know, over Washington. I mean, yep. Yeah, he wanted the Washington job and and didn't get it. Obviously, Jed Fish got that. So you know, would Arizona offer it to Ryan? Would Ryan take it? That's a story for another day. But yeah, look, I mean, it, what it's going to come down to because a lot of J- the reason Jalen Monroe is hitting passes at that high of a clip down the field is a lot of those passes were when he was outside of the pocket, made a guy miss, and it turned into a scramble drill, which can be nightmare fuel for defensive coordinators. And him and Jermaine Burton were two of the best at it in the country when the play broke down. So uh, I, I'm just very interested. I know Jalen Monroe is going to get better. I know he'll continue to work. He'll continue to, to, to thrive. Uh, but will, will he be able to make a big enough jump as a passer from an efficiency standpoint to operate the offense very similar to what Penix did. I don't know. I don't think so. But a big a big tell will be if Will Rogers ends up going to Alabama or not. That'll be uh that'll be something to keep your eye on. Uh college football, it's uh twenty four seven and it's year round now. Also uh quarterback JJ McCarthy is gonna enter the draft. Is mm-hmm. uh is he a guy that, you know, I, I mean, for me, I don't think he – I think he could be a nice – a Nathan Peterman, a backup for a long damn time. You don't see him actually being taken high, do you? You know, I I, I think he's going to have a good pro day. I, I know they'll like him when he gets in the interview room. I'm just – and again, man, live your best life, right? I mean, you 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 go out on top, that's for sure. And I don't know if maybe this has something to do with he knows what Harbaugh's doing. Uh, mm-hmm. How much of that – Meeting with the, the Chargers today, isn't he? I know, I know. I mean, I wouldn't – you know, I'm not going to hold it hat in hand, but I don't think those two things are coincidence fully. I'm not saying one will determine the other, but I, I think it's it's pulling a string either way. But when I look at J.J. McCarthy and you look at this overall quarterback class, you feel like it'd be smart from a mechanical standpoint and really still from a decision-making standpoint on top of, of how deep the draft class is at his position to come back another year. But you do look at what Michigan's losing, especially up front on the offensive line. Would it behoove him to stay another year and, Maybe they drop off a little bit or, uh, you know, as opposed to him going out on top as a national champion, beating Alabama and Nick Saban's last year, putting together a nice pro day and, and seeing if he can't get taken to a team, you know, that, that may be a little bit more ready to win. Or, or I thought, and I talked about today on the show, you know, it may end up being a perfect situation where the Vikings take him late and he can sit behind Kirk, Kirk Thuggins for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord have mercy that's just too much funny now um speaking of just you know like quarterback situations and talking about the draft 
JJ, um, good luck on your next stop, and we'll see what happens with Jim today. Probably or not today, but you know we'll, we'll, we'll hear something. But if you go back to the 2020 draft, Jake, you had Joe Burrow taken as the first quarterback, followed by Tua, then Justin Herbert, and now Jordan Love. Don't forget in the second round, also Jalen Hurts was taken in that draft. That's a dope quarterback draft right there. But Jordan Love looked absolutely nasty yesterday. He's been nasty uh, the last seven, eight weeks. Uh, my man's throwing touchdowns. He's not turning the ball over. And he made every throw as we're on the other side of the football. Dak Prescott melted, just just fell apart yesterday. Um, tell me a little bit about Jordan Love and what about that draft class? Well, I mean, look, that draft class, you talk about kind of a hindsight, looking back at, at who's delivered what. I mean, there I mean, there were more steals than what's going on in the city of San Francisco right now. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> you know, you look at and, – and I'll say this. I'll tell you what's funny. And I, I think it is better for guys to sit a year. You know, he kind of waited behind Aaron Rodgers. And, and you think, you know what, man, that, that is the best-case scenario. Then you look at C.J. Stroud, who just showed up on day one and was like, yeah, I can Lord. do this, and it's just absolutely bawling. So it shows you there's more than one way to, to skin a cat. But, and listen, I, I want to give Jordan his flowers. I, I thought he played, played really well. But, I mean, wh- what in God's name was the Cowboys' defense doing? Dan like, Quinn, I, I, how funny was it? People were talking about him being a head coach somewhere else, uh, you know, next year. I think that just went down the crapper yesterday. I, I, well, it, it, it for sure didn't help. I mean, they, they may exile him and Dak. It may be a Napoleon situation where you just begging to come back in like 10 years. But, um, you know, I, Johnny Radio, that game, and look, I'm, I talked all year about I don't trust Dak Prescott in the playoffs. Don't trust him. Don't trust him. And he didn't play well yesterday. But that was a full team loss. That was an organizational loss. The Packers, Aaron Jones wasn't getting – he had 18 carries for 121 yards. He wasn't getting touched until he was past linebacker level. And when that happened, I mean, how many wide-open guys did Jordan Love hit yesterday? Just wide open, like sound of music, chicken the dress, spinning on top of the, the mountain wide open. Uh, it, it just shocked me from, from start to finish. The Packers, you know, it felt like they were playing with nothing to lose, but at some point – like with sitcom dad Mike McCarthy, I mean I don't know how you keep him. I don't know how you keep Dak Prescott. Like, what's the you're just going to keep beating your head against the wall over and over again? I mean, at some point you got to make a move. No kidding. Um, and then I think I think they own what fifty nine million dollars next year. Dacus, is that correct? I know you're a Cowboy fan. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, you know me. Um, look, it's, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. And listen, Dak's not a bad player. But it's, I'm starting to think there's something just cursed about the, the Cowboys quarterback. Deep down, though, deep down, Johnny, I mean, don't you think Tony Romo just laughed and laughed and laughed, like laughed himself to sleep last night? Oh, yeah, you know he did. Um, you know, as long as you know he doesn't get put up. Um, he's By the way, what happened to Tony Romo? He's done terrible in the booth this year. He's, he's definitely uh, fallen off. Well, I mean, look, it seems the longer he goes, the bigger the moment, the worse he does. I don't know, maybe it's just a him thing or, or what. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I typically like listening to Tony. Um, I do think he's had kind of a, a down year, but 
anything is better than than having to listen to some of the people I do on ESPN for uh, for college football. To be honest, man, I feel your pain there because I have to do it, uh, endure it sometimes. But now I don't because I actually just go to your YouTube because you pretty much cover everything that's important. You, you may be the smartest guy alive, Johnny Radio. Thank you, thank you. The best game last night by far was the Rams Lion. That first half mm-hmm. was buck wild, and then all of a sudden the defenses show up in the second half, and it was big stops and big plays and first downs. I love Dan Campbell, but I love the fact that, you know, yesterday all you heard was Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford. I bet Jared Goff was, like, tired of hearing about Matt Stafford, and he wanted to go out there and stick it to Sean McVay, the coach that basically gave up on him and didn't want him. And it was kind of nice not just seeing the Lions and the city get it, but also Jared Goff basically kind of sticking it to his former boss. Yeah, you know, it was weird. You had the first time ever in a postseason game where the, the two quarterbacks had played for, for the other team. And while I'm sure, you know, Jared, you have that, like, self-motivation, that didn't feel like a lot of hate yesterday. You know, watching, like, Stafford's kids on the field where they were all three born in Detroit, it was just such a cool dynamic. And, and I'm so glad the game delivered. Uh, you talk about a game that's bipolar. I mean, you score that amount of points in the first half and then, what, nine combined in the second half? And, and if you're a Lions fan... Uh, obviously, you're excited that you, you won, but it's how you won, too. Your, your defense, right? Your supposed weakness came through when you needed them the most to deliver the first playoff win in, what, 32 years? So the storyline was great. The game delivered. Um, and, and you know, seeing seeing the Lions finally get over that hump. I hated to see Matt and them lose, but Matt's got his Super Bowl. Yeah, right? he does. He's, he's done his. It, it's nice to see Detroit winning, and um, I'm interested to see how far they can go. Man, I am too. Uh, they now take the two spot basically because the Cowboys lost, so they got a home playoff game next week. Uh, go Lions! And I love Dan Campbell. I just like this team. Now, the most important oh. thing of the day, Jake, it's making a little money. We're snowed in. We ain't doing jack. Who are we taking and why today? Oh God, it's just been an absolute green wave over at Cranny. If you like to bet, if you like to bet in college basketball, this has been the craziest part. I never hit like this in college basketball. Um, but tonight, here's what I like. We all know that it's, it's the day after tomorrow up in Buffalo right now. So I don't know how you don't take the under at 38 and a half. I don't think you'd be crazy to take the Steelers plus 10, just cause that's a lot of points in this weather and the bills. I think it hurts them worse offensively because they can throw it better than Pittsburgh. I mean, the Pittsburgh's kind of a one trick pony through the air, but I tell you what, Johnny radio, you take the under and in, in Steelers bills under 38 and a half. And then you go and you go to your parents' room. And you take that $20 that's underneath that mattress that they don't think you know where it is, and you put it on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield money line tonight at plus 124. They're grimy. They're gritty. They're nasty. They're the single mother of the NFL. Give me Nobody works harder than these guys for, for the least amount of respect. Give me the Buccaneers plus 124. Jake, you are the best. Bucks were my favorite play today, and I have like all my parlays that didn't make it through the weekend. Everything I have left over on the Bucks, and I bought a I bought a point and got a Bucks plus. And four. I will say this: I will say this too. You wouldn't be crazy. The odds that I'm looking at got the Buccaneers money line plus one twenty four. You can also get them plus two and a half at plus one hundred. So wouldn't be crazy if you took them for plus money. At, at a plus number. Man, that is sick. Let's go Buccaneers, and let's be real, man. The Eagles, the last six weeks, the only teams that were worse than them was the Carolina Panthers, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, and the Washington Commanders. Yeah, yeah. Y'all better go find a bartender that can run down on kickoff or something. Or y'all in trouble. <laughs> Jay, do me a favor. Tell me what you got coming down the pipe. 
Oh, man, everything. We, we uh, did the show remote today, probably, as I look outside right now, and it's still snowing, probably going to be doing it remote tomorrow. Uh, we go live each weekday morning, 6.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. Central. If you can't catch us live, uh, it stays on YouTube. It's Crane & Company, C-R-A-I-N-N Company, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Daily Wire, all that stuff. Go check out our movie, too, Lady Ballers. Uh, it's the number one stream of movie in America for like four weeks. It's freaking awesome. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. Yeah, and you didn't even have to strong arm, you know, a bunch of people to uh, make it the number one stream as Peacock did this no, weekend. No, no, we didn't have to hold anybody hostage or nothing. It was great. Man, Jake. Glad when it worked out that way. Yeah, me too, Jake. Man, be blessed. I appreciate your time. Enjoy the snow, uh, my brother. Hey, you too, bro. See ya. That is Jake Crane. We're late for a timeout. We got Terry Davis on the other side. It's time to talk with little Tigers and some Grizzlies right here on Snowmageddon on Martin Luther King's Day. Sports 56, 98, 5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98, 5 FM. All the wisdom of the universe is in these bones. <laughs> now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98, 5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I am your buddy, Johnny Radio. Happy Monday. Happy MLK Day. Enjoy the hoops. Unless you're watching the Grizzlies, because it's a disaster over there. Everybody and their grandmother is hurt. Who's poor little grannies? Get well. Get well. Grizzlies are down, but the Tigers are up, man. Just a week ago, we were like, man, what's wrong with this team? This team's keeping it close against teams. They should be blowing out. Then they went on the road because they're road warriors. They pulled out their forefathers and they slapped the taste out of the Wichita State Shockers mouths. Terry Davis. Happy Monday, brother. Happy MLK Day. How are you doing? What's going on, my brother? How you doing, man? Man, I'm living large, bro. Living large and in charge. Man, we got two playoff games today. Like, I'm fired up about that. Like, I'm just, like, mainlining a little gambling, a little NFL action. I'm fired up about this. We got wall-to-wall basketball. My Tigers, my Tigers are so damn good, it's not even funny. And I'm, you know, Chas is at home cooking me some lunch. So when I get off, I can go eat some good old food at the crib curl up to a nice bottle of Tito's and watch a lot of ball. So it's a great day. It's crazy how, how the how difference a week can make, right? <laughs> yep. It is. what Dude, just give me that. Dude, that, hey, you got to admit, man, you hit 19 three-pointers, I'm going to be high as can be on the Tigers, especially just the way that, I mean, they dominated that second half. JQ, Jaquan Walton. I mean, what, these guys, oh, David Jones just taking over to start the game in the second quarter. I mean, the second half. Dude, the Tigers, man, they were balling. It's crazy. And you know what's crazy about it? You know, I've seen a few projected polls. They might even go down in the polls this week. <laughs> man, they can't go down in the polls, really, can they? With all those damn teams in the top five losing and all that stuff, I'm hoping they don't go down in the polls. Now I can see Ken Palm because it's a metric I just don't understand, and it's in, it's insane. But don't tell yeah. me they're going to go they're going to go down today. Don't do that. I'm happy. Man, I've seen about three or four guys who did projections and stuff. It, I saw them going down. Hopefully they go up. They should be top ten because of, of some of those teams off not once but twice to unranked teams. Mm-hmm. And Memphis still hadn't lost at all. And, you know, winning should make a difference. 
Man, winning does make a difference, especially around here. I mean, everybody's in their, in their house cold, is all get out, but they still just warm. Their hearts are warm with the way the Tiger team's playing. Talk to me now. Tell me what you saw. Uh, they were hitting threes left and right. Their defense was great in the second half. Uh, they're scoring at different levels. What do you see, Terry Davis? You're the basketball expert. You know, in the first half, they didn't play great defense, but they played really, really great offense. You know, Wichita never, State was also hotter than a firecracker. I've never seen a team shoot that good in the first half. I couldn't believe the Tigers were actually winning at halftime. But when you play, when you play, when you play against a ranked team, it's almost like that's your Super Bowl. So they they know they're on national TV. They know this is going to be their time to shine. They do what they did, and they just go out there. And just, they just play by that ball, and Memphis matched their intensity. They didn't go in there. They didn't go in there and say, "Okay, we're going to beat." beat these guys and you know and they didn't fall down so they they just matched their energy and then to start the second half i don't know what penny does to say to them at halftime but if you look at the last 10 games they always dominate the first four minutes of the second half and this time they dominated the second half for the first four minutes and wichita state wasn't was able to withstand it and david jones you know he had two points at halftime two and finished with with, with what he had 19 it, it is crazy and uh, Javon Walton, that's the that's the Walton we thought we would have all year. If he continues that up, you know, they're missing Caleb Mills. You know, the defense, the offense would take over. Man, um, you got – I mean, Walton, he has to feel great. His confidence has to be booming. To go back there and do that against your former team, I mean, nobody could have been happier than him. Right. And, you know, he had – been struggling from three point range. Yeah, no kidding. We've been talking about it. He was he was terrible for a while, but I feel like my man's stroke is back. Yep, it is it, back. It seemed like when Mills went out, his stroke came in. It's weird how chemistry works like that. Did we hit what you six three point? Did he have six threes? He had six threes, didn't he on uh, Sunday? No, no, three out of four. I think three out of four. I believe three out of four. That, I think because the Memphis had sixteen, uh, nineteen threes total. Damn man, I was way too uh, deep in the Tito's if he if I thought if I doubled him up. <laughs> yeah, Jaquan Walton. I was sorry. Yeah. I just said actually Dacus mouthed something to me, and I actually answered him on air. Yeah, you said it out loud. You're just supposed to mouth it back to me. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm not good at just mouthing things. <laughs> but you know, it, it was it was it was that's the best offensive performance. Sixty three points. Most teams will hit 63 points in a game, mm-hmm. led in a half, you know, an American record. You know, it, it's just weird. It just it just shows you the uh, – this team does whatever it needs to do to win. And hopefully they can turn this corner and get a couple more double-digits win and try to change so uh, analytics to, to benefit themselves. Quinterly's had some really good games. That great might game. have been – that. I mean, he's had, yeah, he's had some great games. Was yesterday his best? I don't know if that was yesterday was best or was it the two games he hit the game winner to, to keep him up above water. It's just he does what he needs to do. Dude, in he the had right 11 time. dimes yesterday. 11. Double-double. Crazy. It's, it's been a lot of fun. And, and then uh, Naquan Tomlin's doing his thing. I like him. Yeah. I like what I'm seeing from him. I just er, – yeah, everything's going uh, – is, is pushing daisies. I do know um, – even I mean, like they were killing him yesterday. Penny has got a really tight, like he's got a pretty tight leash on that rotation, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And I know people get mad at him when he when he play other people, but you got to play other people because you never know when you might need them. Like sometimes he played Carl a little bit, and sometimes he plays Aston a little bit. 
But he, you have to play those guys because you can't roll with seven guys all for the whole game, or you'll be like Virginia. In the last five minutes of the game, you'll be out of you'll be out of be, be sucking air. Man, I can I can handle five minutes here, two minutes there. Um, right, but that's all you need. That's right. all you need. That's all. That's all you need. Now, um, is there anything? Like, as I don't want to talk about any negatives, but is there anything? If you want to nitpick, uh, is there something that still causes you a little bit of concern that you saw in that game at all? Uh, the, the only thing that really caused me concern is those guys. They've shown that they can be a good defensive team. That that's what scares me more than everything because they're gonna run up against a team that put two hands together like Wichita State. So if they. They can't let a team get confidence. They got to lock them down the first ten minutes of the game to take their confidence away, take their heart away from them. Because once a team get confidence, it's hard to take it away from them. So if I had a nitpick, I would say I wish their defense would be more consistent to start the game and not to start the second half. They back at the crib playing South Florida on Thursday. South Florida six game, six six main game. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Damn, man, this is just a, like everything is going uh, going well with the Tigers. I yeah. do have to ask you though, because I, you know, I'd love to sit here and just talk about how happy I am about them and Penny and everything's you know pushing daisies. Tigers are tearing it up. Grizzlies on the other side, like I mean, is there anything that can go right for them? No, I, I no. You know, I'm one of the most optimistic persons in the, in, man, in the world. I call you, you – I, I say everybody, man, if you're having a bad day, go see Terry Davis and have him give you the Care Bear stare. You'll feel a lot better. David Bay, Maine, out six weeks. <laughs> Jake LaRavia, out three weeks. Marcus Smart, out six weeks and maybe more. You know, they get thin as all I can be, man. It's just – you know, they, they play they play as hard as they can. Just like in the game against the, the Clippers on, on, on Saturday – they played as hard as they can. They just ran out of gas because mm-hmm. they had eight people at the end of the bench. They in the NBA, you cannot compete at a high level for more than a couple games if you get you don't have that talent because it's, the talent is just too rich on most of these other teams. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're keeping it one hundred. That is the dead gum truth. Now, talking about all the injuries, who the hell is playing today against the Warriors? Uh, Jaron and Santi should be back in the lineup, so that should be good. And you know, it's always great to hate the Warriors. And unfortunately, the 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 villain number villain number one should be back today. Bill, uh, Draymond Green should be back in the lineup today after his uh his exile from the league, his hiatus. Oh, he was just out his there hiatus. working on himself. His, he was just out there, you know, finding himself. He was searching, yeah. you know, with his zen. He was doing some yoga. He was doing some some herbs and spices to mellow out a little bit, to be a chill pill. Big fan of the herbs and spices. Big, big <laughs> fan of the herbs and the spices. Uh, the Grizzlies, by the way, are seven and a half point dogs. It is MLK Day. Uh, it's snowed. Like, I mean, it's it's crazy snow out there. What do you think the um, What do you think the crowd's going to be like tonight? Man, it'd be lucky to get more than 8,000 people there, even though it's a king game. But, you know, those streets, you know, if it had stopped snowing or, or some of the stuff started melting out, you know, it's, I don't. I, I don't expect a big house down there for there today, even though it's the king. It game. ain't going to melt, man. It's like eleven degrees, but it's a good thing though, because with the snow being as deep as it is, just driving on the packed snow, it was easy for me to get to work. Yeah, and I got a but, little bitty small. I'm driving a little small BMW today. Yeah, it ain't you on word. It ain't the rules on word about this. Uh, Johnny, Johnny out there scoring eighty five out there. Dude, I know what you mean. By the way, only in Memphis. Did y'all see, dude, uh, going down like like a sledding down like fifty five behind a truck last night? On the, it was going crazy on the what is it, the X? Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's I a, just left 
Let them fools be. Man, I saw also CJ Hurt like post something where dude was like uh, skiing down Beale Street. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen that a lot. People do cross, they put their skis on and just cross country. There's a lot of, there's enough snow out there to do their cross country skiing. It's pretty cool. Man, it's, um, it's, it is pretty cool. What you got, what's your plans? You just gonna stay in the house and drink tea? Uh, you know, you know, you know, some of us gotta work for a living, you know, so I'll be down at FedEx Forum today and hopefully all this stuff melts out and then Memphis can come back Thursday and, and get another win. You know, you know, I'm not, I'm not normally like this. I just need for the Tigers to get through the next, uh, 13 games and get to uh, Fort, Fort Worth. <laughs> I just need to get to the next 13 games, man. You know, uh, I really get out. Get I, out. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, Terry, man, I appreciate your time more than you can imagine. Um, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Monday. We'll do it again next Monday. And do you have any any idea about today's playoff football games? Like uh, Buffalo, is, are they going to dominate the Steelers today in the Ice Bowl up in New, uh, New York? Or, or... Or the Steelers gonna keep this junk close? I think uh, if it's, it's as bad as it's supposed to be, and Pittsburgh is a, is a running team, and Buffalo is not a running team, I think Pittsburgh gonna keep it close because of of the snow and the running. Because it's gonna be cold out there for both teams, and they gonna really try to get the ball game over. I don't see them throwing the ball thirty, forty times for a team. So I think the team who run the ball best gonna win. And after yesterday, after the Cowboys lost, I don't care what my Steelers does. I'm good. Um, so the, those Cowboys can't talk anymore because it's January. Dude, uh, you are a big Steelers fan. That's one of the main reasons I asked you about this game. But, yeah, as much as a, as a Steelers win would mean something great, it was just as rewarding watching the Green Bay Packers slap the Cowboys around, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And that Detroit game just went back and forth. That was a great game also, too. And with no other distraction, I didn't look at any game. I watched that game from beginning to end with no distraction. That was a really great game. And I love that atmosphere. It's going to be good again when they play next week there, either Philadelphia or Tampa Bay. So it's been some really good football. And did you see that where they had 23 million people complain about the game on Peacock, but 23 million people showed up to watch the game on Peacock? I think it was actually now the final number. I think it was almost clo- it was closer to 27. That's crazy. Man, but it was game, the strong arm game of the year. I don't want year. that game on Peacock. Oh, <laughs> hey, I'm not going to lie to you. I got the Peacock because of the game. But I will uh-huh. tell you, after the game – you know, it was on the Peacock on, I think that was, what, Saturday night? Yeah. My, You know, my brain doesn't work as fast as it does on Mondays as other days. And um, I'm after the Peacock thing, there was a little show called Ted. You know the little cussing Teddy yeah, Bear? Yeah, Dude, Ted. they got a series on it. I watched the first yeah. one. It was funny as hell on the Peacock. And also, if you're into Yellowstone, they got all the Yellowstone, too, all the previous seasons of Yellowstone. So it's some really good stuff on Peacock. I've been watching Peacock since it came out. I love Peacock. All right, on, right. Peacock! <laughs> Terry, Terry, you be blessed. We'll do it again next Monday, my friend, and uh, be safe out there tonight. Uh, talk to you later, man. That is be- TD. He's going to be down at the Grizzlies tonight, down at the Grindhouse, getting a little business done. We got to take care of a little business. We're going to take a quick timeout. We're going to come back on the other side. I got a, um, a little bit of advice for y'all if because, uh, you know, we're not from the north. Do you have like a bunch of uh, snow stuff, Dacus? I do not. Me neither. But I'm going to tell you how to clean your car and get all the snow and the ice and all that BS off of it without having – what do they call those things? Like a, a wind – what are they? What, a scraper? Yes. Is uh, it just called a scraper yeah, for real? If you don't have a scraper, I got a great idea for you. Don't touch the dial. Plus, we're breaking down football games. We got hardwood because it feels so good right here on Sports 56, 98, 5 FM. We are real sports talk. Sports 56, WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM 
and 98.5 FM, as well as around the world online at sports56whpq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. Anybody out there? Is anybody out there? It is Snowmageddon 2024. It's on MLK Day. We got the Grizzlies tonight playing the Warriors, and they don't have anybody playing hardly. Hopefully, we'll see a little Trey J and a little Santi out there. Um, it's crazy. Uh, LaRavia's out. Bane's out. Bane's out, man. Jaron Jackson, by the way, is a game time decision. We think he's going to play. Santi is a game time decision. Marcus Smart's out. Jaw's out. Man, um, have a good feeling that they're not going to get their fourth win at home this year. I think they're about to get their 16th loss in the house. I would agree. We see a lot of GG tonight, John. That's one of the silver linings of all of these injuries is we can just watch GG Jackson and Zaire play like 30 minutes a night. We can. We can watch a lot of things tonight. It's going to be – it's going to be – uh-oh. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Sorry. You know, I shouldn't read text – I was reading a text message on um, on air. My bad. That's fine. Did they say it was mail it in Monday? <laughs> <laughs> someone texted you that. Oh my god, no! But um, it's a we, Grizzlies today. we do it's, have you know, the, it, it. Sure is for the Grizzlies. It is certainly a mail it in. Monday. It is a mail it in Monday yeah. for the Grizzlies tonight. Again, they are only catching seven and a half. Feels like a good time when Draymond Green's coming back to the crib. Uh, Steph and them. Um, I don't know. I like the Warriors. I'm not going to really be betting on it because today at 3.30 we have our first NFL football playoff game. It's the Buffalo Bills. They're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm fired up. We also have the Eagles and the Buccaneers tonight. So we got two games to break down. We're going to do that on the other side. Plus we also have a million things to talk about when it comes to just what happened this weekend. Again, what a difference a day makes. Um, now we go and look, you know, just, just the other day, we were looking at that 2020 draft class and saying, damn, that's a pretty good one, man. You know, Joe Burrow is Joe Shiesty. Tua, who we gave up on, has been pretty damn good until he gets to the playoffs and loses to Kansas City and looks absolutely terrible and loses at home to the Buffalo Bills and just comes up short, uh, down the stretch and Mike McDaniel's little rinky dinks run up and down the sideline offense and get a little speed. Doesn't always work now, does it? Um, got to figure out how to run the ball north and south. Justin Herbert. He's a great quarterback. Just plays for a crummy organization. By the way, the Los Angeles Chargers are interviewing with Jim Harbaugh as we speak. And then you had Jordan Love, who sat three years behind Aaron Rodgers, and then comes out and just plays lights out. And the Packers drop the Cowboys like a bad habit. 48-32. Ho! And damn, man, the Packers organization looks so smooth. They got at it. They got off Aaron Rodgers and hopped on a little love train. 
Think about it. Rodgers goes out, though, at the fourth play of the year. Jordan Love just takes them into the playoffs. And by the way, Matt LaFleur was taking some jabs. It felt like at Aaron Rodgers in his postgame presser. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah, what is up? I like that, dude. Take a little shot. You know what I'm saying? Take a shot. And everybody's taking shots at the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn, your days in Big D are numbered. Mike McCarthy's been doing such a great job. Third season with 12 regular season wins. Yet you haven't made it to an NFC NFC championship game. In fact, did you know the Dallas Cowboys haven't been in the NFC championship game since 1995? Oh, wait, you do know that because you're a Cowboy fan. What is it about them paper Cowboys? John, I'm I, I'm tired of this segment. I don't I don't like this conversation. All right, well I'm going to give all the praise to the Green Bay Packers. Congratulations. I don't like that either. Well, damn it! What can I do? I'm not going to talk about this game anymore. <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about John, this game. John, I've been in favor of Mike McCarthy since the day he took the Cowboys' job. Yesterday during that game, I was screaming, "Fire him!" I bet. Like, and by the way, how disappointing was it that Dak came out there and? I mean, he didn't throw two pick sixes, but he basically did because one of his picks, they ended up giving him the ball with a six-yard line, uh-huh. and they scored a touchdown. Like, he gave the Packers 14 points. Did you know there were more return yards in the first half than, like, interception return yards than Dak had passing yards? Now, he lit it up in the fourth quarter and was too little too late, but that's just what Dallas does in Big D. Back in two shakes, Sports 56, 98, 5 FM. Mm-hmm.